Welcome to Alive and Active Life, broadcasting encouragement to live your daily life with God's help and inspiration to reach for more of God by faith. Join Brenda Wolf for today's practical insights. Do you ever get tired of making choices? You make them all day long. If you had to keep track of all your choices, you'd have thousands to track. God gave choice to each individual, yet choice also brings significant responsibility to make informed, good decisions. Because choices can be overwhelming sometimes, you need support and assistance. Still, at the end of the day, it's your choice. What will you do? Choice is an interesting word. Everyone seems to enjoy the ability to choose. Mostly, we think of the freedom to decide something, but it's also a power and an opportunity. This content explores these three ideas surrounding choice. To make a good choice, you look at options, gather information, then make a selection. Whether that be where to go on vacation, what to wear a certain day, what meals to make, what time to get up each day, where to shop, how to spend your free time, what career to pursue, how to vote, just to name a few. Choice can reveal part of your personal uniqueness, too. Here are some examples. Would you rather go for a walk or get on exercise machines? Watch a movie or read a book? How will you arrange your home, room, or desk? Would you choose to speak at an event or just attend? Is your preference being in a crowd with lights and sound or spending a quiet evening at home? Do you like sunsets or sunrises better? Bold colors or pastel? A conversation with a friend about a topic or contemplating the topic in your own mind? Well, besides giving others a peek into your uniqueness, there are millions of small personal choices you make without even thinking. Here are some examples. Do you insist on the toilet paper coming over the top of the roll or hanging down the back from the bottom of the roll? Is music best quiet in the background or loud? Burgers or pizza? Pop or water? Do you like shirts folded in half or in thirds? Would you rather take a nap or call a friend? A nightlight or dark when you sleep at night? Do you like jelly beans or chocolate? Or both? Reading the news or listening to it? Grass cut short or long? So you have freedom to make so many choices to express your unique person. But there are two more kinds of choice. So far, we've explored the freedom in our content. However, the word choice also means you have options. As you select what you think is best, you solve your problem or address a need. To look at alternatives and pick one that seems best suited for a situation, an event, a relationship, or a responsibility, that gives you power to make a difference. When you run out of options, you run out of power. 
then you simply hope for a miracle or accept what happens outside your choice. Choice also can mean excellent, superior, top-notch, of highest caliber, the very best you have. To know that you have opportunity to bring excellence into a situation enables you to be a pioneer of good things. Some people learn how to turn regular into top-notch. This means they have explored and found more better choices to optimize their influence in a situation. Well, your choice matters. What if we were to weave all three of these meanings together? Freedom, power, opportunity. After all, Scripture says, A cord of three strands is not easily broken. Ecclesiastes 4.12 These three ideas can be woven into a helpful cord to run through your life when it's your choice. God wants your life to make a difference, so that also means your choice matters. People through history have made choices that brought much good. Of course, many have also made choices that brought much evil. Yet, thankfully, enough made choices, often rather difficult, that made life better for others, for the world, and for themselves. Often choices are unrecorded, so they're anonymous. Still, choices do make a difference. Some become famous for their choices, good or bad. The point remains, making a choice for the right reasons makes a difference. Therefore, every person can make life a bit better by using their freedom, their power, and their opportunities. God sees every small thing, and He will reward every good choice you make. But we need to talk about another idea that's really important in choices. Pausing. Implement your best choices by engaging this very simple practice. When you need to decide, first pause. Pausing is that space between what needs to be done and what is done. Let's look at four ideas about pausing. Number one, a pause helps evaluate the landscape of your decision. Two, further, it reveals there may be options you haven't thought of previously. Third, a pause may alert you to the dangers or negative impacts of a choice. And fourth and finally, a pause lets you evaluate what you are about to do, and why. A pause makes a difference. So let's explore those four points. First of all, we mentioned evaluate the landscape. To simply launch into a direction when it's your choice is uninformed at best and reckless at worst. Yet we've all done this at some point. So it's wise to learn how to evaluate the landscape around your choice. What is actually needed is more important than what will make you feel good or make something go away. This valuable gem is learned in a pause as you look at the whole scenario impacting your decision. 
After evaluating the landscape, some of the most difficult decisions must be made. Often, it's for the best of the majority or for another person. And sometimes, it's for the best of you. God will give you wisdom as you evaluate the landscape when it's your choice. Okay, the second fact about a pause. Options that you haven't thought of previously. When you take time to pensively consider all the options, you often discover an option that you haven't thought of previously. This ability to see further down the road is learned in a pensive pause. Consequently, it's often these kinds of options that change the very trajectory of a situation. And often a change of direction is needed. Thinking new thoughts while developing and applying fresh approaches brings so much hope to life. God will give you wisdom as you entertain options you haven't thought of previously when it's your choice. The third concept about pausing, alert to dangers or negative impacts. Only when you pause do you become alert to dangers and negative impacts that are hiding in the shadows of a decision. When it's your choice, you need to be aware of what you can't always see. I suggest prayer is critical to avoid pitfalls. Even when you become an experienced decision maker, the dangers and negative impacts tend to be like hidden explosive mines placed where you least expect it. So it's critical to trust God's Spirit. God will give you wisdom as you work to grow increasingly alert to dangers or negative impacts when it's your choice. And the final thing that happens in a pause, evaluate what you are about to do and why. Unfortunately, too many people don't stop long enough in the busyness and demands of life to evaluate what they are about to do. And even fewer pensively consider why they are doing something. But as any good thinker will tell you, it's critical to know the what and the why. So always explore both the what and the why. Subsequently, as you consider what you are about to do, you can sidestep mistakes or even a simple misstep. That's part of being a wise person. And the person who knows why they are doing something good has power that comes from God, who is good. Mark 10, verse 18, and Luke 18, verse 19, both say, Why do you call me good? Jesus answered, No one is good except God alone. So teaming up with the Lord about why provides exceptional understanding. God will give you wisdom as you evaluate what you are about to do and why when it's your choice. You know, there is a certain joy in having choice. When you experience the freedom, power, and opportunity of making good choices, you notice a certain joy rising in your heart. And you also sense, even when the stakes are high, you feel more comfortable when it's your choice. Did you notice those two terms, comfort and joy? What a lovely development. 
Jeremiah 31, verse 13 says, I will turn their mourning into gladness. I will give them comfort and joy instead of sorrow. Incidentally, Jeremiah 31, verse 3 says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. So even as you face all kinds of challenges, when it's your choice, you can have joy. You're not alone. God loves you and wants to help. Here are some application thoughts and questions for today's content. Number one, when it's your choice, do you remember God loves you and wants to help? Two, have you been approaching your decisions with freedom, power, and opportunity? Three, do you take time to evaluate the landscape? Number four, are you open to options you haven't thought of previously? Five, are you alert to dangers or negative impacts? Six, do you pause to evaluate what you are about to do and why? And number seven, have you discovered comfort and joy when it's your choice? Do visit our website for devotional materials, articles, podcasts, and resources to help grow your faith in God. Pursue noble character and have an alive and active life. You've been listening to Brenda Wolf with Alive and Active Life. Visit our website at www.aliveandactivelife.org, your web based home for resources including books and ebooks, libraries of articles, podcasts, and more as you navigate life's challenges and issues. Sign up on our email list and subscribe to our podcast to stay current with the tools you need to be the person God designed, living an alive and active life.